Welcome to the Raising Successful Kids podcast. This is a podcast where we will discuss and explore how to raise children to be successful in all areas of their life. Irene Santanier is a working mum of an entrepreneurial child and shares a passion with her husband to see children succeed. And now, introducing your host, Irene Santanier. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Raising Successful Kids. I'm here again with Julian Hall from Ultra Education and we've recorded a podcast recently regarding um, overwhelm and how to deal with any sort of exam pressure that kids are going through or students are going through and how they then deal with overwhelm. Um, and we were having such a good conversation that it's actually gone into another podcast. So um, Julian is here with me today and we're going to start thinking about how when kids are running businesses or thinking about having a business, how they then cope with the success of their business and having to maintain that as well as maintaining um, their academic life as well. So welcome again, Julian. Thank, Thank you, you Irene. Thank you for having me. Um, so yeah, how do we do, let's just jump straight in. How, how do you think kids um, can deal with uh, sorting out their idea of wanting to run a business and wanting to be successful at that, as well as marrying, wanting maybe not to be successful at school. But how how can how can they deal with both? So I don't think that they are um, tied at the hip. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I mean. <clears throat> A business is often something that, um, as you know, our philosophy around doing what you love. So that doesn't mean that they just love it now. Yeah. It's something that they should love and be passionate about, um, you know, for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and that can change if, if they're young or even if, even if they're not young. The reason I say that is because um, sometimes it's okay to take a break. Yeah. Um, but... It's interesting. So we see a couple of things. We see um, we see uh, kids who have businesses and are in school who are just super passionate about their business, mm. and being in school just doesn't stop them, mm. right? And then we see others who, um, you know, going back to the previous podcast, who are just overwhelmed by it. Yeah, and I. And and that's okay. And maybe it's it's the level at which they are receiving benefit from one or the other that maybe cancels the business out sure. for for that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that it's difficult to um, you know put a kind of a hard uh, measure around kids who are doing both things mm-hmm. because. If you look at it in another way, right, there are young people who are actors, who are performers, mm-hmm. and and they go to school, sure. right? So this young entrepreneur thing, it's, it, it's a new phenomenon. So everyone's trying to work out how to deal with it, right? So at one end, you could put them on the actor-performer um, in that box. Yeah. And how those children and young people are... Um, how they manage that balance between education and what they're doing. Yeah. Some of them are homeschooled yeah. and some of them um, just 
let the school know what they're doing mm-hmm. and the schools and they work it out with the school yeah right they, they take the consequences of whatever it might be pretty much yeah. right and different flavors of school respond to that differently mm-hmm. unfortunately um you know uh kind of i suppose practical wisdom would tell you that you know if a child in a regular school say has a great opportunity the school should be more willing yeah that isn't usually the case, whereas the kids who are in the uh, maybe private and boarding schools, they're given more leeway, yeah. right? Yeah. Because, I, because I guess, you know, the parents and the teachers, a lot of those parents come from that world. Yeah. They come from a world of performing. So everybody kind of gets it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I suppose um, young entrepreneurs, I personally would put into that box because they're doing something which is out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. They're doing something that normal kids, when I say normal kids, your average child doesn't yeah. do, right? Yeah. In the same way that kids who are actors or performers are doing something that your average child isn't doing, yeah. right? So I would, um, to start with, borrow from what those parents do. Okay. Because it's a, it's a different skill set, but it's the same dynamic. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, it's interesting because the outlook of those kids, um, I mean, I'm sure parents deal with it differently, but um, those kids are given more academic support kind of at home, yeah. potentially, yeah, yeah. Um, to supplement what they're not picking up from school. But it seems to be something which is, it, it, it's okay, i.e. it's there isn't a battle going on. No. Because, and that's only because those industries are, you know, decades old, mm. right? So everybody kind of understands it. Mm. Whereas with the kid entrepreneur thing, you know, because it's quite new, yeah. people, especially schools, it's difficult for them to get their head around it and kind of understand. So, for example, if a child in a school said, I've got a role in the new Harry Potter, yeah. the school is going to give that child all the time <laughs> off they need. Yeah. There isn't going to be a problem, no. right? If they said, I'm I'm a YouTuber or an Instagram star, or I've got a business and I need some time off, it's not happening, no. right? It's not happening, no. right? And that happened for our son when, you know, when we all got invited up to St. James's Palace, several things that we had been invited to by yourselves for him to go to, mm. it was no, no, no. So it was, un, you know, attendance was marked as not authorised, et cetera, et cetera. And in fairness, we weren't particularly worried about that. Mm. Um, as soon as St. James's Palace was mentioned, yes, you Right, were, I see. He was mentioned in the assembly. He was given school colours. All sorts of things wow. happened just because. Yep. And, and he was standing there saying, well, what's the difference? Well, I, did, <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't do anything there. But it's the school's perception because they can ride off the back of that. There you go. Whether they, you know, whether they're doing it selfishly mm. or not, they still benefit yeah. from it. So. And a lot of that comes down to schools don't understand business and entrepreneurship. Yeah. They they think that uh, it is anti-school, and you know, there there is a phase of that at the moment, mm. um, which we're trying our hardest to mm. to balance. Mm. So a lot of it for them is that you know, um, and we've had parents tell, um, we've had teachers tell our parents that. Uh, your child doesn't go to school to become an entrepreneur. Your child goes to school to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, but that's but that's a lot of that, that's teachers' perception, right? Because they don't see entrepreneurs as needing education. No, 
No. Which is, you know... And school teaches your kids to be very good employees. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, so there is a a, a slight, a, a struggle of philosophies going on yeah. there, which there doesn't necessarily have to be, but that's basically because no one's done enough work to um, to bridge that conversation, sure. which, which is what we do a lot. Yeah. So I think um, this now provides that similar challenge for parents, mm-hmm. right? Because... Um, you know, if you're the parent of a young entrepreneur, then you're, you've probably not seen one before, yeah. right? It's yeah. not as if, you know, it's the parent of an actor or a performer. Like, you know, those models we kind of get, even if you don't know one, you kind of understand how it yeah. works and everybody. Yeah. But I think um, for that parent, that's quite difficult. Mm. But again, I would say um, use that model. Mm. I would say use that model, right? Mm. Um, and 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 borrow from it what will work for you, mm. and and have a conversation with the school. Mm. Just say, look, um, and I know why parents don't do it because they they think schools will take a view, which they will, right? Yes, they will. They'll take a view, but uh, I think that. But the more you do it, yeah. The more you, as long as you have that conversation and you're not aggressive about it, and um, they can see the. The ben- hopefully the benefit coming through in mm-hmm. in classroom tests results or whatever it might be that, and that the child can manage it and if they can't manage it that the parents are also involved yeah. in it yeah then if it starts on a local level like mm-hmm. that then it eventually it will spread out and become accepted exactly and i think with it with all things um if you're continually reminding the school that you know my my child runs a business yeah. at some point they'll get it at yeah. some point they'll believe you right and think well actually they're taking this thing seriously mm-hmm. um and you know we can see the benefits mm-hmm. from it mm-hmm. so they'll be then more inclined to um to provide the room mm-hmm. for you for you and your child to exercise that mm-hmm. um now now going on to the child mm-hmm. i think um there's a level of of experimentation that entrepreneurs go through and it's not just mechanical, it's, it's internal as well. So what I mean by that is, you know, again, we put out this um, proposal that, you know, you do what you love yeah. and you make money from it. Yeah. But it's, you know, that, that, takes, that can take work, right? Sometimes, you know, um, adults or kids will fall over that straight away. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're in love with something now. Yeah. Um, and they... They exercise it out of themselves, yeah. right? You could be really interested in something, but then, um, you know, you learn everything you need to learn about it. You go through that cycle. Mm-hmm. And when you come out the other end, um, you want to do something else yeah. because you, that you've now... And, and often, you know, people loving to do something is sometimes attached to their internal compass of growth. Mm-hmm. So if... Um, so, for example, um, I wanted to become an author, mm-hmm. right? And once I had exercised that out of myself, there's no more growth in me being an author. No. There is none, right? But at the time, there was, and I really enjoyed doing it and publishing books and doing all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, my compass of growth lies in other things, yeah. right? So, and, and I, I have a quick turnover, in with that yeah and so therefore i see that in kids mm. right they have a you know but parents will translate parents that yeah so yeah. parents translate that as 
you're not sticking with something. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that goes back to the idea of going out and getting a job. Right. You sit in a job for <laughs> 10 years, 15, 10. If you'd go in a job and you're out of it in five years, what are you doing, mm. child? Right, yeah. You shouldn't be doing that. You need to have be steady because you need to have mm. an income. You need to get a mortgage, blah, 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 mm. whatever it might be. But it is that stereotype of this is how you're going to run your life. Right. Is, unless you don't, if you do it any other way, then you're not going to be deemed to be successful in some way. And actually, if you look at a lot of the um, more aspirational industries that exist now, mm-hmm. people got into them in very unorthodox ways. You know, um, there are lots of kind of um, potted careers that, that lead people to where, they, where yeah. they're currently at. Yeah. And and that's okay, you know. Um, I guess the, the trouble is because those pathways aren't um, traditional. It's difficult to write it down and feed that back to a young person or a child, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and also, and I think that too is okay because this this whole notion of the fourth industrial revolution and things speeding up and changing faster than they ever have mm-hmm. means that it, it is quite difficult to advise on what the future looks like for your child. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to really give them the tools and the capability to to respond mm-hmm. to uh, to change yeah. and to keep themselves focused on the thing that they're going to enjoy the most mm-hmm. um because if they enjoy it the most they'll 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 do the they'll do it better yeah. and therefore you know that will have enough value to give them remuneration right mm-hmm. so i think that um there's there's a careful balance between uh there's a careful balance between saying if you've started something you should finish it mm-hmm. right so if you said you're going to write a book write the book if yeah. you said you're going to um, create a product or do a YouTube channel or, you know, do it, do it to a point, right? Yeah. Um, because that shows that you are, that shows the ability to commit to something, sure. right? Um, so I think that is necessary. And that you can sustain that growth for a period and, and go through the challenges of that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of value in that. Yeah. Um, but at some point, if it becomes pulling teeth, mm. then... You should, you know, the, the job of that parent then is to take that aerial view and think, okay, you know, what else is my child, could my child, is my child interested in without giving it to them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we're somewhat disconnected from, um, from their world, i.e. the stuff that um, they are really into, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um and I think we need to become more re-engaged with it mm. so that we do understand mm. that, you know, um, so for example, with our daughter, when she um, had her slime business, it's because we we realised she was really into it. Yeah. So we just suggested, oh, why don't you make, I mean, she was already making her own slime, but, you know, we kind of, because we observed that, we could then pull on that thread and, and, and turn it into what it became. Mm. Um, but I think, again, you know, the challenge with that is that takes it means the parent has got to take time to be to observe and yeah. to patiently observe yeah, be engaged and be engaged yeah. you know and what that requires is for that parent to not discount what is happening in the world of young people today mm. right and not just dis- discard it as that's foolish that's yeah. 
ridiculous or that's of no value because mm. then or that's evil and I don't want my cunt I don't want my child or student right. involved in that because right. if they go down that road right. then they're going to this would be the inevitable ending for precisely them. Yeah. yeah yeah and you know I think because then you you definitely throw up a wall sure and your child isn't going to want to tell you what they're what they're into anymore mm. um, and so I think and then you miss out as well mm. you also miss out on seeing them grow into something yeah. that could be the thing that makes them that they love for the rest of their life yeah I mean for example so um, uh, our youngest son he uh, as most boys were into um, this game Fortnite mm. as of last year or the year before and you know I mean everybody was up in arms compl- all, all of the grown ups mm. were, were up in arms about it and I saw it as a learning opportunity I saw I said well he's really into what can he learn from this mm. right um, and now he's learning about games design, mm. right, at, at eight years old, and he's really into it, but he's really into games design because of Fortnite, yeah. right? So I think there are learning opportunities which are lost. Mm. I mean, around, the, around that time, I, um, I was speaking with a, with a maths teacher and saying that um, kids are so into Instagram that they, they know what the word algorithm means, mm. right? They know an algorithm is a set of rules that... Instagram uses to determine how many followers, engagement, blah, 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 right? An algorithm is maths. Yeah. And, you know, if you were going to walk into a room and try and engage kids on maths now who are disengaged from it, use that as a platform, as a starting point, as an entry point to get them back into that topic. Mm -hmm. And so I think there are are loads... I mean, if we think about, say, slime, for example, Mm -hmm. slime is chemistry. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It's chemistry. It's science, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, it's crazy to me that we have a world where um, we are struggling to get girls into STEM mm-hmm. and they are all into slime, yeah. which is science, yeah. right? But very few people have made that connection, sure. right? Sure. So I think for parents, it's about saying, okay, whatever they're into, it's not about me trying to get into it too, right? Because that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, but it's about... Right, and it'd probably be a bit weird. <laughs> but it's about thinking to them, thinking, okay, they're into it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm probably not going to be able to stop them being into it. Mm. But how could they benefit in ways that they don't realise sure. that could have some development opportunities, um, you know, in that thing? Mm. And but what do you do if your child is doing that but won't engage with you in it? It's not that they don't want... They, they just don't. So by chance, you find out that they're in the middle of, I don't know, selling stuff at school, for instance. You know, they bring in a bag of you know, uh, a whole door or something into school and they're selling sweets and stuff like that. Fine. It's not, it doesn't always have to be you. So this is the thing. So parents, we want it all to be about us, don't yeah. we? Right. So it doesn't need to be. So find allies in teachers, in other people in the family, in mentors. Mm -hmm. You know, so that whole idea of it takes a village to raise a child, I think is quite true. And I mean, it would be great if kids told their parents everything, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that would be amazing. But I'm not sure that's ever happened in the history of man. (laughs) So um, that being said, um, yeah, just, you know, create... um, kind of uh, create that village mm. you know um, and that village will exist in um, any and everyone else who is around your child yeah and I think it's also understanding that certain people are only there for a season 
So they'll come into your life or they'll come, even if they're family members, mm-hmm. they actually <clears throat> they actually only play their part yeah. at a certain time. Yeah. Some do, not yeah. everybody, but yeah. some do. So take the benefit of that and how you can help that child grow or they how they can help that child grow. And I think it's important, you know, there's always the cool aunt or the cool uncle yeah. that engages with the child more, yeah. right? Or, or, you know, the cool older cousin. That's always the case, right? Yeah. So it's not about... Um, it's not a competition. It's not a competition, no. right? It's how can you just stay close to that yeah. and use that, you yeah. know? Um, and and recognise that that is, you know, a point of, um, of growth for your child. Yeah. That is a point of raising that child. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there's a lot of value in that. Yeah, I mean, that's why we love ultra education so much because we, you know... We know that you guys are absolutely engaged in whatever the students are doing, and you. But you, if they're not sure what they want to do, you have a system in place that encourages them to think, "Oh, this is their own idea," and 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 then you feed that back to the parents all the time. Parents are absolutely involved, really as much or as little as yeah. they want to be. Yeah. Um. And and you allow that to be an organic. I, we do and also um i mean just going back to it it's okay sometimes just to take a breather yeah that's okay and it's not it's not about taking a breather for the sake of it so you know there's um you know there's a an idea going around kind of entrepreneur and kind of high performing community which says that um if you take a break it's it's allowing you to perform better when you do go back. It's allowing your thoughts to settle. It's allowing your emotions to settle. It's allowing you to piece things together. It's allowing your subconscious to, that's been working away to come to the surface and mm. give you some answers to some stuff, right? Mm. Um, and so we we recommend the same thing for kids too, right? Um, so for them, if they are, you know, for the most part new to this concept, and they're trying out lots of new things. Mm. Sometimes for them too, you know, they need time to reflect, to internalize, to let things digest, mm. to then work out what to do next. Mm. And you know, for us, that's okay because you know, one of the things we do not want to create, which is a personal pet peeve of mine, is that kind of helicopter parent. Mm. You know, because um, we've had a few of those, <laughs> and uh, it's not pretty. <laughs> Um, but I get it. I, I understand why I do get it. And I, and I, I actually sympathize mm. with that because I know it comes from a place of lack. Yeah. So I get it. But the, the only shame is that I know that ultimately it's not going to benefit the child. Yeah. So, so we do what we can when parents are stressing. And oftentimes, you know, there are parents who call us who are, you know, really stressed out about other stuff in life. Mm. Then they ask us about the business. So we're like, you serious? Just don't worry about that for now. You know, there's other things, there's other priorities, right? Yeah. That um that you need to look that you need to look at. Yeah. So as much as we love entrepreneurship, it's not, you know, it's not the most important thing in life at all times. Mm. Right? Mm. Um other things have priorities and you know, um be that exams, be that growing up, mm. be it you know, whatever it might be yeah, that's going on. them to be kids at the end of the day. Yeah. Who happen to be exposed to different opportunities and being allowed to run with that. Yeah, and I suppose the other thing as well, um, which is important, and it's the reason why we, we do so many of these kind of event-driven things, 
is because, um, and it's something that we, we want to do more of, much more of, mm-hmm. is our kids are usually isolated from other kids yeah. who are of a similar persuasion, yeah. right? And we know when they do get together that they really benefit from that. Yeah, I would, I would reiterate that 100%. Yeah. So, you know, we, you know, so I know that they don't get enough of that. Yeah. And that must be quite a lonely thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, um, entrepreneurs will say being an, being an entrepreneur is lonely and that's usually because their peer group um, or their or the, their friends that you know they they had before they were entrepreneurs are probably not entrepreneurs, yeah. right? Or the the groups that they're mixing with, say at school, mm. um, don't un- they don't understand what they're doing, yeah. and so they yeah. then have to subdue those yes. tendencies. Yes, a lot of kids kids at the end of the day, kids don't like being any different. An entrepreneur yeah, 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 stands out as somebody yeah. different. Yeah. So, they have to manage that. If they're happy to be on their own and stand on their own, then that's fine. Mm. Um, but there are kids who can't, so they have to manage that. Um, so when they come with other entrepreneurs, um, young entrepreneurs, then it's like, okay, well, I don't need to be... Precisely. I don't need to wear I can that be myself. anymore. Yeah. I can just be myself. But I think we need to move into uh, a space where the, the mask isn't required. Mm. And so, you know, honesty is always the best policy. Mm. And as you say, not in an aggressive way, but just presenting. Mm. And that needs to happen with the parents too. So mm. just presenting um, to the school, look, you know, heads up. Mm. <laughs> My kids started a business or, yeah. they, or they're running a business. So, you know, we might have, to, and there are a few things which we might, you know, might be committed to yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and there's no reason for that child not to celebrate what they do amongst their peers because mm. uh the we see this a lot so the reason why our students will hide their light under a bushel is because they're not sure how the teachers are going to react a lot of the times mm. um how their peers are going to react mm. you know they don't know what the reaction is going to be no. right so they'd rather not say anything yeah um but it's a little bit like saying if you were the i don't know captain of your football team or if you were the if you were the captain of something that you did outside of school scouts or whatever right yeah you wouldn't hide that no. but that's only because everyone gets scouts or girl guides yeah. or they get it or football or, or football or, or right or they, they get that yeah. it's because they don't get entrepreneurship yeah um it's difficult for kids to articulate what that means yeah. you know in their school mm-hmm. but actually the ones who have ended up doing that have ended up you know being recognized mm-hmm. you know um winning awards doing you know being featured in newsletters and stuff yeah. so i think it's just about positioning and um you know for organizations like ours to help parents and kids to um work out how they get that message across because it is a new thing it's not as I said, it's not like the the actors and the performers where yeah. everyone kind of understands that. Yeah. Um, this is quite new. Mm. People don't get it. Mm. Um, and so we want to try and help, um, you know, parents and kids communicate that. Yeah. And um, I think moving forward, it would be if you use this, if we use the students to showcase what they do in front of students. Yeah, absolutely. If they're happy to do that, then, then it... it takes those barriers down again, mm. doesn't it? So they, they can see, well, I'm just a regular guy. I just have right. a girl. I just happen to 
make a bit of money doing this X, Y, and Z. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think it just it, it's changing the culture, but it's it's such a. I think that's a good slow, word. Slow I think that's train. a good word. I think that's a good word, and um, it's interesting because culture in business is a key word mm. which is um, become more and more important mm. um, in recent years mm. because organisations are realising that it's their culture that can impact lots of things within that, right? Mm. Um, and even the culture of entrepreneurship is, is, has changed, mm. you know. Um, when I was young, um, Del Boy represented the culture of entrepreneurship, <laughs> right? He was a character for those listening in a comedy called Only Fools and Horses. And Del Boy was a bumbling mm. um, businessman at best, yeah. right? Um, but he was lovable. Mm. Everyone loved him. Mm. And now, you know, we go from him to, um, you know, the guys who run Innocent Smoothies or Mark Zuckerberg. And, you know, we're talking kind of polished yeah. individuals here, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, or in actual fact, somebody, we went to an event with you recently and there was... and. It was marketed to the parents as this was an amazing event that their kids were going to be introduced to um, an amazing entrepreneur who'd built up a business um, really out of nothing. And his um, background was not somebody that you would think would be <laughs> anywhere near being able to run a business, let alone a successful business. And I, I walked into that room that we were in. Um, I won't say who it was, but... We walked into that room and I'm looking around thinking, where is this successful person? (laughs) And there's this guy talking to me who just had a pair of, uh, not even jeans, they were just like cotton trousers. Not that this is anything, but in my, this is making you try and understand what was going on in my head. Um, And just like a multicoloured smock type thing and a small hat on his head and and I'm just talking to him and suddenly, because of something he said, in my head it was, oh my word, this is, this is the guy that Julian was telling us about. And it wasn't my idea of an entrepreneur at all. <laughs> and I think I'm quite open to all this stuff, but it just completely blew it away. And then when I was talking to some of the kids, not even my own child, but when I was talking to some of the other kids, they had, some of them had clocked it was him and others haven't, um, because their idea of what an entrepreneur yeah. should be mm. was a certain thing. So it's getting, that is that culture of getting rid, there is no culture now yeah. in that respect, Yeah. because anyone can do it, anyone from any background can mm. make a success because it's all about taking the opportunities that they have and running with it. Mm. Um, but it was quite an eye-opener to me to... To realise that in my own head that I was talking to somebody who had made such a successful business. Yeah, and I think the reason why it's important to meet individuals like that is because um, how they balance Mm. life and business. So we're talking about how, you know, kids would balance school and business, but how Mm. individuals like that would manage life and business isn't isn't too dissimilar. Mm. And so um, I think a lot of it is... uh, a lot of it boils down to what they create for themselves personally. Mm. There isn't a, a blueprint for no. these things. And I think that's actually a good thing. Yeah. Um, I think that it's important for um, the parents. And this goes back to this whole idea of this 
you know, this kind of fourth industrial revolution and the idea that um, there are going to be industries, jobs, sectors which are going to spring up that don't currently exist. Mm. And so that requires kids, in in my um, estimation, to have the ability to, to, to navigate new ideas, to navigate new ways of thinking yeah. and new ways of feeling about things mm. um, because, well, they're going to be the ones creating it, yeah. right? So our job isn't to give them something that has existed mm. because that's, well, rapidly, if not irrelevant, becoming irrelevant. Yeah. It's to give them a new set of skills, which we perhaps didn't have, mm. um, that will enable them to... Um, to do different, to do new things, to innovate, to be yeah. creative, to, um, you know, to 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 think out, you know, I'm not going to say think outside of the box. I'm going to say to think about the things that they really want to do and believe that it's possible. And I think that's what this, this new era mm. is ushering in. Mm. It's ushering in the ability to be able to... Um, really solve problems that they're passionate about, really create things that they want to do. Yeah. Because a lot of the barriers to entries are removed, things are coming down in cost, these 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 opportunities that just didn't exist right yeah. prior. So I think in the run up to that, um them managing um, you know, and it's almost like if you speak to lots of entrepreneurs now around this whole work life balance thing, they, they don't make a separation. Mm. Work-life balance was for employees, high-performing employees, not for entrepreneurs. Mm. Entrepreneurs adopted this work-life balance narrative, but it really wasn't, yeah. it was never for them, no. right? The reason you need a work-life balance is if you hate your work yeah. and you need to balance it with your life, which you love. Yeah. Whereas with entrepreneurs, if you are doing something that you love and you're not just doing it for the money, then work-life balance is different. Mm. It's, it's a, there's a different dynamic in that, right? Mm. Um, and so entrepreneurs who do burn out or who do suffer um, mental health issues, whatever it might be, they are borrowing from high-performing employees. They're, they're borrowing that, that, that behaviour type, sure. right? Um, and so it's a little bit like, you know, they are acting as if they are a lion when really they're a tiger it's, mm. there's, there's a different set of challenges I'm not saying the challenges have gone away mm. a different set of challenges mm. and so entrepreneurs are starting to realise that no this is part of my life it's not separate to it yeah. so in the same way that you will naturally see these young actors and performers they are with I'm sure lots of work but they have figured out a way to make this part of their life mm. this acting performing and education is part of their life mm. in the same way that we're still working out and kids are still working out how to make business and school yeah. a part of their life, yeah. right? But again, if it was school and football, that's okay. If it was school and ballet, that was yeah. okay. If it was school and piano, that was okay, right? Mm -hmm. This is just school and entrepreneurship, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a new thing. And I suppose what makes entrepreneurship, I mean, I'm comparing it with these with these other things, but entrepreneurship is different because it... It, it 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 can be more impactful, if you will. Yeah. Um, it can be a lot more impactful, um, and there's a lot more implications around it as well, mm. which potentially disrupt education. So that's probably why it's a little more prickly mm. than some of these other things. Mm. But that's only because it's new. Yeah. Not because it it is that by default. It's not prickly by default. It's prickly because it's new. Yeah. And. Um, establishments don't understand it. Parents are getting, don't understand it. Kids don't have other kids mm. 
thought entrepreneurs in a school. So if you're a good footballer in school, there's probably some other good footballer yeah. in school and therefore you have footballer friends, right? Yeah, and you have teachers who are good PE teachers. There you go. Good, so right. they're supporting you anyway. Right. And there's other things which will be going on in and around the educational yeah. environment that support football. Yeah. That currently doesn't exist for entrepreneurship. Mm. Not really, but mm. it doesn't. So, you know, we're just at the beginnings of that. Mm. And what's exciting about it is it means that whoever's involved in that, who's out there listening, can help to create what that looks like because yeah. we all need it. Mm. Um, and so in the next five to ten years, um, we'd like to say, we'd like to, I'd like to think that there will be lots of kids who are in school who have a business too, yeah. right? In the yeah. same way that they'll do any other extracurricular extracurricular activity, mm. they'll be doing that as well. Mm. And that teachers will know what to do, right? Parents will, it'll just be a normal thing. Yeah, yeah. Or even if they don't know what to do, they know that there are resources they can tap into. Absolutely. Whereas, as you keep saying, that doesn't exist, certainly doesn't exist where we are. Um, it might exist in bigger cities, but... Um, certainly not out in the No, and I suppose our ambition is that there will be, I mean, it's going to sound odd, but our ambition is that um, there will be lots of companies like Ultra Education. Yeah. We'll just be the first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the ultra one. Because we'll be the best, obviously. <laughs> but, um, but no, we hope that the, you know, it, Within five to ten years, yeah, it you're shouldn't not, you're not be. Selfish about the no, not at all. No, not at all. Because you benefit. Yeah. That as well. well, I mean, for me, it's not. You know, even the the the, the commercial model of it. Mm. I, I'm not. That's not my ultimate goal, mm. to be honest with you. Because, for example, someone said to me. I remember I was on an interview a few years ago, and someone said, "Oh, so what's one of your ambitions?" I said, "Oh, to get." Um, the um, entrepreneurship into the, into the national curriculum. They said, well, if you do that, you'll be out of a business. I said, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm sure I'll think of another one. <laughs> Entrepreneurs, we're here to solve problems. Once the problem's solved, you yeah. tend to go off and do something else, yeah. right? Or you build on that, right? Sure. I'm not worried about that. No. Um, so I think in the same way, there's support for kids and young people in so many different things mm. today. Um, dance, piano, math. there's support for all of them, right? Mm. There should be support for kids who want to learn about business and entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're just at, we're just at, at the beginnings of that. So working out how that balance um, is kept mm. is difficult mm. um, now. But there are people who are doing who are, who are doing it well, and um, there are now um, you know small groups as Ultra does. You know, with our Ultra parents, yeah. uh, we're probably the only you know entrepreneur parent group in the country at the very least yeah. but we're open yeah. um, you know and if you are listening and you've got a child or a young person who is an entrepreneur and you want to you know um, speak to parents who are on the same journey as you then you know we will happily invite mm. you and, um, and welcome you yeah and I would endorse that you know even if you're not anywhere near where there is a physical club um, and we don't live anywhere near where there's a physical club and, and we travelled we used to travel whilst there was a club couple of hours away from us so we would travel to do that because we we believe in what they do but even now when there isn't the club there um there's still the mentors are still around so and in this high-tech world that we all live in there's no reason why um, absolutely why we can't be connected so if if that is something that you know that your child is interested in then just look up ultra education on the web and you'll find them and can contact somebody and somebody will come back to you for sure um, and if they can't help you they'll direct you to the right person that because ultimately it's the child or student that you're yep. 
wanting to see grow and benefit. Yeah. Okay. So thank you very much. Thank That's you. Very good. <laughs> um, lots of again, lots and lots of wisdom coming from Julian, and I know. Um, you've enjoyed listening to him as much as I've sat across the table and I've enjoyed listening to him and I've heard him speak loads of times and I still (laughs) always enjoy listening to him so thank you very much and thank you for listening please drop any um, comments you might have on either the Facebook page or the Instagram page or drop me an email at Raising Successful Kids Uh, let me know what you think what you want to see in the future and let's continue to raise our kids to think and be successful thank you